Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Master the NEC, where we talk about the National Electrical Code and all things electrically related. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host, as always. I want to thank you for joining our podcast today. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to talk about Chapter 8 of the National Electrical Code. Now, this is that infamous standalone chapter that people sometimes think that don't apply to other aspects of the NEC. Uh, and what I mean is, guys that install com- uh, communication installations, things like that, uh, understand that in the scope of the, the of the design of the NEC or the National Electrical Code, they think that, that you know Chapter Eight doesn't apply because when you go back and you look at the actual structure, uh, the code arrangement ninety point three of the NEC, you'll see that there's this paragraph in there that says Chapter 8 covers communication system and is not subject to the requirements of Chapters 1 through 7, except where requirements are specifically referenced in Chapter 8. And I think a lot of people will lose sight of that because I see a lot of communication installations, uh, the power over Ethernets, and and all these other types of things that are going to you know, kind of fall radio and um, and television equipment type of installations or or broadband communications, and I, I tend to see these type of things done, and they're not as done uh, as neatly as you might see something else done in the code that tries to meet through chapters one through seven. And so, a lot of people think, well, it's a standalone, and you got your communication guys out there who uh, run all these these cat communication systems, wires, and cables. And they really don't care about how neat they are. Maybe it's, you know, we can't say that it's, you know, workmanship or pride because the NEC says very little about installing a workmanlike manner and then doesn't really enforce it. Um, But then you kind of can go to a NECA document, and a NECA document helps, you know, kind of give direction to the workmanship and neat-like manner and all that kind of thing. But that being subjective to what it is... There are other aspects of Chapter 8, the communication systems, that we have to understand that need to be installed by reference to other sections within the NEC uh, that kind of gives us guidance on how they're to be installed. So that's kind of the, the mission of today is to kind of talk about that. So in your code or in the National Electrical Code, you have a nice code arrangement figure. It's 90.3, and that kind of gives you, if you, you got a chance to whip open your 2017 edition of the National Electrical Code, you'll notice that there's chapters 1 through 4. Now, that's the general rule here is chapters 1 through 4. Now, chapter 1 is general. Chapter 2 is wiring and protection. Uh, an example of that would be, you know, Chapter 2 covers things like branch circuit, overcurrent protective devices, AFCI, you know, those type of wiring and the protective devices. Uh, and then you get into Chapter 3, which is really talking about all the wiring methods and the associated material, rigid metal conduit, EMT, uh, all those type of things uh, that are going to fall under uh, Chapter 3. And then, of course, you got Chapter 4, which is dealing with equipment for general use. And that's under Chapter 4. That's when you run into things like panel boards, switch boards, switch gear, all those type of things, receptacles, switches, uh, all of that, which are actually equipment for general use. So generally, chapters one through four are broadly going to apply to all electrical installations. And we're pretty good with that. We're comfortable with that aspect of it. Now, of course, we have chapters five, six, and seven, which what they do is they actually will supplement or modify 
not only themselves. In other words, chapter 5 could be modified or supplemented by chapter 6, or even chapter 7 could modify something in chapter 6 or chapter 5, but they also can modify or supplement chapters 1 through 4 as well. So the code made it clear, and this again was a change in the 2017 code to, to make it really clear, that you can have chapters 5, 6, and 7 can actually modify or supplement chapters 1 through 7. And that's kind of important. A good example of that would be when you're getting in chapter 6, we might have some information technology applications that have its own grounding scheme, its own components that are associated with it. And what is it going to do? It's going to potentially modify or supplement something you might see in Chapter 2. Most notably, let's say, in Article 250, grounding and bonding applications that are unique to, let's say, information technology. Uh, We also see that in Chapter 6 when we're dealing with pools and spas and hot tubs and all those kind of goodies. We'll see it as its own schemes as well as like in Agricultural in Chapter 5. It might modify or supplement something you might see in in Chapter 2, grounding and bonding or or something. So the whole concept here is that they have to interwork together. So Chapters 1 through 7 play this role where they can actually uh, supplement and modify each other. Understanding that Chapters 1 through 4 are general installations that apply across the board. Now, when we get to Chapter 8, people tend to lose sight of that. And... The code is a good way to bring you back. You know, we, we work in the field a lot. Electricians work with their hands. They learn their trade. They become very proficient uh, with bending raceways and running circuits and understanding things. Uh, but when it comes to the NEC, which I think that every electrical contractor, uh, and I, let me let me talk about that for a second. Um, a lot of people will say, you know, learning the National Electrical Code is uh, not as important as putting your hands on it and learning the trade. Well, that's just a process of evolution. I mean, you're going to learn the trade. You're going to go from a helper uh, to a journeyman, or I guess you could go to a helper depending on where you're at in the country. You might be an apprentice, and you put in your time. You get your hours. The state allows you to be licensed. And then you move on to become... Uh, you know the apprentice, and you move on to be a journeyman. You're you're learning your craft. You're you're talking less. You're listening more. You you understand that there's others there. You're like a sponge. I used to tell people through your career, you'll learn about eighty uh, percent, and you'll max out. And in your mind, the capacity, and you're constantly forgetting things, but you're constantly filling it back up with knowledge. And you're doing that from other masters, other journeymen, uh, things like that. And that's what rounds out your knowledge base. So you're always, we're always learning something new. We never know it all. Um, and just when you think you know it all, you forgot something that you learned 20 years ago, or or you might have to refresh it. Uh, I can tell you right now, so interesting is that one of the uh, individuals that I highly respect in, in the electrical field is, is Mr. Dollard. Uh, Mr. Dollard is... Um, uh, Eric Dollard is his name, Eric P. Dollard, uh, and he's like our modern-day Tesla, if you will. Um, and even he, if you watch any of his videos and they ask him a topic about something that he was really well-rounded about, I mean, he was the he was the man back 20 years ago. He'll tell you, he'll say, you know, I don't remember it, and it's not it's not really. Um, uh, something that he can go into really a lot of detail at this time because he has to refresh his mind. I mean, we forget things. It, it's it's natural. You don't you can't retain everything, and don't try to retain everything. 
when I teach people the National Electrical Code or I consult for companies or for individuals and I get thousands of calls a month from electricians to apprentices to masters to engineers and you know it could be just simple code questions and there's no dumb code question I mean I encourage everybody to call there's not enough you should never have too much pride that you can't pick up the phone or text somebody and ask them a question. I get people that'll say, I'm embarrassed to ask you this question, Paul. And I'm like, why? Why would you be embarrassed? You want to learn. Everybody wants to learn. And you probably know the answer. You just, you know, over time we, we forget things, right? So uh, it's important to realize that and nobody's perfect. And, and the code is a extremely complicated document. Uh, it's not written. There's other people out there that say they're going to simplify it. And reality is... Uh, you can't oversimplify it because everybody's entitled to an opinion and everybody can read it differently. Um, uh, that's when I always go into my little thing about the NFPA. I love the NFPA. They do a wonderful job, but they aren't the creators of the National Electrical Code. They are the keepers of the code. But code-making panel members and people like you and me that submit public inputs and it goes through the public comments, they, those are the writers of the code. Uh, and it's not the individuals that sit on a code-making panel. They might massage the code, and they might put something in the code. Uh, and those of us that sit on those code panels try to work really hard not to overly insert our overt authority into the development of the code. I mean, I think we consciously try not to do that, um, some of us more than others. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's people like you, that electricians, that who look at something and say, yeah, I don't like this. This is not right. But just remember, you can't get things changed in the NEC and it, unless you become part of the process. If you become part of the process uh, and you want to be part of the process, then I encourage you to join NFPA, help support their mission, because it is a big undertaking to... Uh, to keep this document current and put together what they put together. If you ever go to one of these code-making panel meetings, it's it's a lot of undertaking to keep that coordinated. And every panel's working independently, and there's got to be a correlating committee that puts this stuff together, and they do a wonderful job. And, and you can't catch everything, uh, but it is a immensely difficult process to put this code out every three years. And, of course, people like me who are blessed to have companies that help support this. Uh, and the misconception is that the companies support it in order to get their products in the code. You know, that's just that's just not correct, although I hear it a lot. Now, does that mean they don't assert some influence on it? Well, sure. I mean, obviously. But it still has to be vetted. So it's not as nearly as as corrupt as people would like it to be it's not um and also speaking of nfpa there are some individuals that are on that nfpa that uh, that i immensely respect uh, mark early uh jeff sargent tim mcclintock uh, these individuals um have dedicated their career to helping educate people and being a part of the process. Uh, immensely intelligent individuals, and I have the utmost respect for them. Um, and there's others there as well. Uh, but, I mean, those, you know, right offhand, the ones that I can tell you right now, they just do a wonderful job in the process. Um, so at, at the end of the day, it's kind of wrapping us back here because I said I wasn't going to rattle on forever, and here we are back up at 10 minutes. Um Chapters 1 through 4 apply general in the NEC. Chapters 5, 6, and 7 can, can modify or supplement some things in chapters 1 through 7. But the chapter 8 topic, general communication system, it's really important to understand that chapter 8 is not really subject to any of the requirements in chapters 1 through 7 in general, except it can reference back to any 
of those chapters if it's something that is pertinent to the installation that's in chapter 8. Now again, chapter 8 covers a broad range here because we've got 800. You know, this is article 800, which deals with communication circuits. And when you're dealing with that, that, that covers all the communication circuits and equipment associated. And we have 80.2, 800.2, me, that has all of these definitions when you're dealing with things like what communication circuit is as a definition and all that. So it's really important that understanding what communication circuits are. Then you can start breaking it into things like Article 810, which deals with radio and television equipment, and it has a scope under the dot one of each of these. And you read that scope to understand what it actually is talking about. And then, of course, you got 820, communication antenna, television, and radio distribution systems. Okay, so there's like CATV type systems, and you got definitions for that. Uh, and, and, it's, and if you ever had a question on how something applies, then this is kind of what you do. You just kind of run through the different articles, and you kind of read it. And you say, okay, I get it. This is what applies. Uh, for example, Article 830 which deals with network-powered broadband communication systems. So it, it, just to read it for you, the scope of it says this article covers network-powered broadband communication system that provide any combination of voice, audio, video, data, and interactive services through a network interface unit. So, so that is network-powered. And of course, now we also have 840 article, which is dealing with premise-powered broadband communication. And that is really dealing with anything that's powered from the premise for that communication type system. So, And that's dealing with network terminations, uh, premise communication circuits, which also are the circuits that have the voice, audio, video, data, and, and that's where our world is going. So you really do have to immerse yourself into Chapter 8. And remember that Chapter 8, will make references to other areas within the code. And that's important for you to remember that, that it is, while it's standalone, it is going to reference other areas. One noticeable thing is talking about strapping it and supporting it and doing so so that it conforms with the requirements 300.4D. It literally says that. And that is when you're running parallel with framing members and, and things like that, you have to maintain all the rules that are in 300.4D. Okay? And it also makes reference to 300.11. Okay, So you have all those aspects that you have to be aware of. So the message really is don't neglect Chapter 8. I, you know, as an electrician through the years, you know, I'd, we would go through, and of course sometimes we would be contracted to do my company, we would do the electrical, but we wouldn't do the communication component. And I would routinely see that we would spend a lot of time doing very neat work, uh, maintaining the minimum safety standard within the NEC. And and luckily for my company, you know, when my guys would install something, I was always that last arbitrator. You know, I'd walk through if I wasn't part of the install, and I did a lot of them with them. Uh, and early on, did all of them. But, you know, the goal was to make sure it was meeting the minimum safety standards, and many times we went above that minimum standard. Uh, but when it came to the communication guys, they didn't support things properly. Things were draped above suspended ceilings, not secured properly. Uh, when they ran parallel with framing members, they didn't maintain that inch and a quarter separation. Uh, things like that. It, it, you looked at it and you said, you know, 
you're, you're not installing it the same way that I would install it. And so what's important is that these aspects of Article 800, for example, in are, are all unique to communication systems. But what happens is, in Chapter 8 more notably, is that it's going to have its own rules that you have to be aware of and that you have to follow uh, to, in order to deal with it. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, it's all about how it's installed. And when we make references to other areas of the NEC, it must be followed. So that's really the point of the message is don't neglect the aspects of installation when it comes to Chapter 8 communication type systems. And that would be either radio, television, the CATV uh, applications. Uh, that would be the network-powered or premise-powered type of communication systems and broadband. Uh, that would be the expansion that we're probably going to have is, inter- uh, is power over Internet or power over Ethernet. Uh, the... the uh, Technologies that are coming down the pike are going to start making their way into Chapter 8 because they are more or less geared towards communication. Uh, we're going to see how that's going to change when it comes to the level of, of power that's coming out of these units, possibly seeing changes with the voltage levels coming up in order to be able to power associated equipment with some of these um, informa- uh, technology-aged products that are coming out there. So, um, uh, so... That's some of the things that we want to we want to keep in mind. So my message today was Chapter Eight. Don't neglect it. It needs to be installed. Take pride in the work. Remember that it is going to make references back, okay, to other articles, other chapters, other areas of the NEC that are very much uh, applicable to the installation. And that's the one thing that we just want to. You know, make it make it very clear. Um, it might have some own rules that are very unique, okay, to Chapter Eight, and you have to follow. Okay, but it is going to make certain references to certain things in certain aspects of the NEC that you know, if it makes a reference to it, then you have to to follow that rule. Okay, all right. Well, that's the message today. Again, don't neglect Chapter Eight. Um, and I encourage you out there to, uh, you know, technology that's coming that's going to be engulfed in Chapter 8 of the NEC uh, is going to be a lot. Internet of Things uh, are going to be a lot to do with Chapter 8 as we evolve and this all this technology evolves. Uh, voltage levels are going to increase. Uh, end, end products are going to increase. The interaction between the, the National Electrical Code and all of these Internet of Things and all these potential power sources that are coming from Ethernet or coming from uh, broadband-powered items uh, are going to have to have the code expand, and we're going to see a lot of movement in this area. Okay, so again, take Chapter Eight very seriously. Uh, remember that it is a standalone, but it can reference other chapters within the NEC other sections within the NEC, and they are very much applicable in that application when they're referenced. Okay. Anyway, that's our show today. It wasn't a real in-depth one, only about 20 minutes long. Hopefully you listened to the whole thing, but I uh, just wanted to get that message out there. Don't neglect Chapter 8, communication type systems. It's important. Peace till next time. Stay safe. Oh, remember, go to our website, electricalcodeacademy.com. That's electricalcodeacademy.com. Or you can just go on the internet and search for it, uh, and you'll find it. Or you can go to masterthenec.com. 
.com.net.org, whatever you want to do, uh, and you can get all of those. So until next time, stay safe. God bless.